Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. The season is drawing to a close. We have one more round remaining, Boxhead. Yeah, we do. Um, and it's set up for a good round. There's a lot of games that mean something. I guess well, tonight's game means nothing, and there's a few next week that'll be stinkers, no doubt. But uh, it is. It's a good final round. We've got perfect matchup for the minor premiership, so um, a lot of things have worked out well in terms of the draw. So I look forward to the weekend ahead. Yep, and just for everyone probably listening right now, we are recording this on a Monday night due to work circumstances. It's a bit hard this week. We've had a bit of a reshuffle again, so we're recording, uh, reviewing all seven games before the kickoff Monday night, so we won't be reviewing uh, the Dragons or Eels, but no offence to you fans out there. Their seasons are both over anyway, so it's not like you're missing out on a whole deal there, but fast five reviews of the games, uh, tips and gossip. There's not a whole lot of gossip, as you'd imagine, at this time of year, so this week uh, a bit quicker, but next week what we'll be doing, we'll be bringing back the Fast Five with all your fan questions. We'll get them in bulk a couple of days out, and then we'll do one of those live streams that Brock set up earlier in the year um, on the old iPad, so you can stare at our massive melons and ask us any questions, whether your team's in the finals or not in the finals, and just in general, we'll get a massive debrief, obviously, after this disrupted six- or eight-week period after I've been to Europe and obviously just work. So, Fast Five starting things off up until this point. Uh, best, worst, higher, low, and any questions starting things off? Who was your best boxer? Oh, I couldn't split the Sharks. I thought the Sharks were outstanding. They bounced back to form. And the Tigers. They, no one really expected the Tigers to win. I was one of them. Um, but they were outstanding under difficult circumstances. They've lost their best player and they're still finding a way to win. So you know, I can't say for a lot of sides that they'd still be able to win without their best player, but the Tigers are doing it and they're doing it under pressure. And they did in New Zealand. I know it was against the Warriors who are ultra inconsistent, but. I was really impressed with what the Tigers did. and um, There's a lot of people, particularly a lot of Titans fans, I guess, saying that you know they think they'll get beat by Canberra on the weekend. But as a Titans fan, if, if we get beat and the Tigers win, then they deserve to be there. I don't have any qualms with that. Well, we've had enough chances. Well, we've had two chances now, Panthers and Cowboys. We needed to win one of those games. If we're not good enough to do that, we're not good enough to be there. No, and they couldn't That's have, my opinion anyway. They couldn't have any more motivation. They got walloped by 60-something points the night I was down there in Canberra. Yeah. Um, so they that's, that's on their yeah, tongue they're that. missing their fullback and they're going back to Leichhardt where they've actually got a pretty good track record against Canberra so it's all kind of set up not so much in their favour and Ricky Stewart's come out and said that if, if there's uh, nothing to play for well I think if Cronulla win Cronulla beat Melbourne yeah, they can't um, then get they'll rest two. players so for me obviously as a Titans fan I'm hoping they yeah, and I, I don't... I'm hoping the Melbourne Storm win, and I think Melbourne will win. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. for sure. Because we were talking the other week that we weren't so fussed about the minor premiership. We they're not going to rest players. now. But after we had they're the loss resting. last week, I highly no. doubt it, unless they're worried... It's five weeks to go, mate. No one's somebody. resting now. Oh, well... If unless, so, unless, like Canberra, you're stuck in the spot. Mate, you don't want to play for a minor premiership. There's absolutely no chance... We'll place one or two, if somebody in the high performance or whatever bullshit they've got down there needs a rest or they feel they need a rest, they basically happen? come out last week and so they don't well, care they about the 100K. It. They should have done it already. They well, shouldn't be doing it now. If they're not worried about the should 100K, have done it that's their choice. But Ricky Stewart, same boat. Aiden Caesar in particular, I think, would be the one you'd highlight because he got hurt on the weekend. Um, if there was nothing to play for, you probably wouldn't roll the dice seeing as though they've already lost Austin. So if that's their circumstance in the weekend and they can't move any further, I couldn't blame Canberra for maybe pulling one or two players if that's what they want to do as well. But uh, my best was the Broncos, speaking of the Storm game. Um, they showed some small signs the few weeks while I was away and when I got back defensively and attitude-wise, especially line speed and kick chase. But the ball movement on Friday did a really good job disrupting Melbourne. They didn't let Melbourne get a hold of them in the middle. They kept moving the ruck around. 
Uh, Kemet Smith usually so good at slowing things down. They get back-to-back efforts from defenders like Dale Finucane and that, but uh, I thought they just out enthused and ran Melbourne off their feet, so I was pretty impressed by the Broncos. Yeah, well, they changed their tactics. Mm. They, they went down there with a plan to throw the ball around. So yeah, and they all played to them. Changed their Melbourne, defensive style. Melbourne need to smarten up to that because it's just... it's. You know, a lot of teams say that we go down there and throw the ball around. Melbourne have got to, Melbourne need to coming into the finals, particularly on the back of that performance from Brisbane. Every side is going to be trying to do that now. Mm. So Melbourne are going to have to adapt and um, fix that up because that's exactly how teams are going to well, come at them now for the next month. I think it's been there forever, but no one's really been kept that keen to do it. Newcastle in the past and the Warriors are the teams that generally seem to beat us because they do throw the ball around. Mm. They don't really care. So I think the blueprint's always been there. Melbourne, yeah, it has been. I agree. But a lot of coaches just play the no, exactly. kind of bullshit. But, but Melbourne are so well-structured that if you want to play them with structure, you don't win. It's generally when you look outside the box and a camera another team that beat them who plays outside the box, that's how you get the job done. Yeah. So uh, the blueprint's always been there, I think. The worst team for you? The Warriors. I got the Warriors as well, and the Bulldogs. Like, I did you the think both those terrible. tries weren't tries though? Oh, I don't know. You're I hairs. I don't, like. I don't know. I was, fil- I was filthy at on some the first stages. One depends and... on how the interpretation is. The interpretation at the moment, they should have been tries. The interpretation ten weeks ago, they shouldn't have been tries. So I don't know. I don't know. The rules change constantly. The interpretations change throughout a season. I can't wait until the NRL just pushes the pause button on changing all the rules and changing all the interpretations for me whatever happens at the start of the year should stay in place till the end of the year and then at least we can't bitch and moan about interpretation subjectivity rule changes all that crap it should just be that once once the ball's kicked things stay exactly how they are unless it's an absolute glaring you know fault that everyone agrees with and it's easy to fix otherwise i shouldn't touch it shouldn't touch any rules yeah, and I'd love over the off season for them just to not touch a rule, well, not that, touch that'd any. Be the main thing. I'd get rid of some. Get rid of Don't some. Don't worry rules. about the, more so the inside because stuff. Stop adding. Everyone wants to bag the refs. Go out and ref a game. Yeah, try and try and try and think about. Try and understand all the rules and all the interpretations and do it under fatigue. These referees are covering ten kilometres at least in a yeah, game. But then keep introducing new things every single year and new expectations, right. and then it gets even more complicated. We're setting our referees up to fail big Basically. time. Um, the bunker. I think the bunker's been good recently. The I think, week, they, I think the they got these two I wrong. I think they got these two wrong. But by um, the interpretation, not the, by but who knows? Other, it's it's know. my opinion to your opinion, but it shouldn't be. It should just be. I thought they were both tries. I thought Woods milked the second one. The first one. I thought the first one could it was a no try. I thought the Woods one. See, I, I don't know. I just think for me, he could have. It's went. easily fixed if the NRL comes out at the start of the year and says you can't run around the back of a player. Yeah. Yeah, well, so and, and someone listening would say, "Well, that's as simple as that," and I kind of get it. But Woods still had time to get. You know where Sean Johnson was going, but instead of making the or, effort to push out there, he just you, ran. If the you run around the back of a player, you're tackled. You have to give yourself up. Mm. You can't take an advantage of it. And because Ryan Hoffman's bitching and moaning, saying, "Oh, well, the trial scored on the other side of the field," it doesn't matter. You can't run around the back of your own player. Uh, the first one, I didn't. I had a problem with because the, Rankin didn't get a shot at him. Whether whether you think Rankin would have locked the ball up or not, it doesn't matter. He didn't get a shot at him. I just it think was taken away because he ran around the back. Broken, I know, it's a bit of all the broken play, all the bits and pieces, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but you can't then judge it yeah, on that play. But, then, but even the second one, the I know he ran behind him again, but he clearly, Aaron Woods knew where he was going. One, I thought the second one was And then basically just gave up and pushed the player because he knew he probably didn't have the speed to get to that gap anyway. But that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's Aaron Woods playing to the subjectivity and exactly. interpretation. So that's the interpretation of it again. The, I know he was going behind the player, but he knew exactly where Johnson was going. He basically looked around and thought, oh, I'm not going to get there, so I'll just push the bloke. And well, I, think the he, I think he could have if he made an effort exactly. to get there, but, but he, he, realized, he decided to not go to Johnson. He realised what, saying, what was yeah. going down and just went, oh, exactly well, I'll push this bloke. There you go. Look at the ref. Yeah, and then you're playing Russian roulette. So, yeah, but nine times out of ten. And on the flip side of that, you know, everyone's saying, oh, the Warriors will be blown up in the press conference. Well, you know what? If they get awarded tries, Jason Taylor's in there blowing up. Yeah, so either way, you're going to have blow-ups over whatever they were still way they in that game, though. They were still in that game. They just didn't get the job done. They had more that? line breaks, they less errors. They had everything in their favour, and they still didn't get the job done. So. Then they got Isaac Luke back. Yeah. Oh, it's just typical. It was there for them to win it, and they didn't do it. At it's, home. That's what we're used to with the Warriors. They bombed, what, two games now? They bombed a game, this game, obviously, and then the previous home game against the Rabbitohs. They shut the bed. Yeah, basically. Highlight. Uh, highlight, I thought the Melbourne Broncos game. I thought it was outstanding. Loved it. Well, my highlight, we started the year basically saying there's three teams. Uh, obviously, the Sharks kind of emerged uh, from this. And then you've also got Canberra now. So my highlight's coming home now to what looks like four or five teams that could potentially win the comp. 
I think it's five. So that's basically where I'm at right now. You've obviously got the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Storm, the Raiders, and the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, have the Penrith. Bulldogs, like I said last I week. Penrith at six. I have absolutely no faith in the Bulldogs whatsoever. If they make the grand final, it's going to take a miracle. Well, I'd have I Penrith. I'd have Penrith and the Bulldogs on the same level. I as think, I think it's highly unlikely. Penrith are more unpredictable and a bigger chance on their day. And I, I think, think of rolling somebody. Tigers or Titans, they're cannon fodder. Yeah, they might. They might. Well, gone. they might win one game, nah. but they won't win two. I think eight is done. I wouldn't back the Bulldogs. Panthers maybe have some value to knock a team off, but I can't see them getting there. But out of the other five, I think all of them have got a legitimate yeah, I think, chance. I think six with Penrith as your wild card. But, um, yeah, it's just nice to kind of be in that circumstance because most years we have one or two teams, maybe a third. Uh, someone generally falls over at the end, but it's a lot more open mm. at the back end of this year. Two teams have kind of poked their heads up. Um, and, you know, the Sharks are one of them that got on that massive win streak, and then Canberra obviously emerged at the back end of the year. So hopefully yeah. we get into the finals and see some cracking games and a lot more... I think we will. Uh, ...of a decent final series, low for the week. Uh, the Cowboys-Dogs game. I thought the, the Dogs were very, very poor, but I didn't think the Cowboys were far off them. I've got to be honest. I thought the Cowboys were poor the other night. I still agree with you in general, but they found a way and the repeat sets and just holding pressure. I know it was ugly, but they got the job done. But look, I think if they play like that, they can't win the comp. I think so they've a, got, they need to improve. There's improvement, but I saw Granville come back the other night. I know Scott See, come back from me, injury. There's a lot of little things. He hasn't looked good all season. But me, he hasn't. Granville. I don't think he's used him right. He started benching well, from the start of the year. Saying, and I, even grand final last year, we sat there saying, why did it take so yeah, long? You know, like, yeah. I, I respect Paul Green as a coach, but that's one thing I still can't figure out how he uses his number nine situation. And even when Cost Jason's in there, I know the utility value, but I think Ray Thompson looks better at nine than he does as well. So... Mm. Um, I, I still I can't quite understand. climate with eight interchanges, it's, you, you need to have an out-and-out superstar as your bench hooker. Well, play, if he's the man and they paid him and he trusts him, I think he's just got to leave Just play your hooker for 80. Just leave him. Um, you know, I just don't quite understand the way he's used the nine this year. So I think that's got to stay as is. And when he's on there, he's so much better getting him on the front foot after quick play the ball. Yeah. He just takes off. They look so much better with him. Look, and I think part of that is that obviously coaches and teams have wisened up to him. Yeah. So... That, that, that was always going to happen. but yeah I, yeah, I haven't figured out the rotation this year with Costa. I, I just think they look clunky to me, the Cowboys. And I don't know whether they're just waiting for the finals. But I'm not, I'm not writing them off. Yeah. Don't well, get I think, me wrong. Again, but I thought the other night, they escaped criticism just because the Bulldogs were so bad. Origin hurt bad. Um, Thurston had an injury. Morgan had a knee surgery. I think there's a couple of little bits on like that. that. Yeah, but, but I just think they should be coming good now. Little bits and pieces, whether it be injuries or disruptions. From, based on that performance, I yeah. give the Titans a massive chance this weekend. Well, it's up there, so we'll have to wait and see. My low light... Uh, watching Newcastle lose another game I really just want things to end for them this year I feel sorry for them basically every single week the circumstances are just well I, I made a big statement really about bad. four weeks ago I thought that they'd win a game coming in they got one more chance well, otherwise the they make me look like a pumpkin head like we said we're watching Monday night tonight Dragons Eels you'll get a gauge of how they're going to go next uh, week I guess yeah, how the Dragons I hope, go I hope Newcastle right. smash them so do I I really do but um, yeah it's kind of hard to see uh, questions what do you got uh, the Ryan James incident, did you think it was all that was hyped up to be? He's hit on uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Yeah, I think you see them in games all the time. Um, so Thank you. I'm just, that's all Thank I'm going you. off. I, I don't really know what everyone's crying about. Look, I, uh, is, is there late I ones with some went, bad intent? Sure, but I don't think that had bad intent. I, I think, don't think so either. I'll, I'll pick on my own player, and again, this is for anyone out there who goes, I'll oh, use a bias, bullshit. I thought Bromwich's one a couple of weeks ago when I was away in the Canberra game was worse, mm. um, if you want to talk about prowling. I just thought that was typical. And I know myself being a forward, if you walk past that, your coach blasts you. If a bloke's upright, whether you hear him in the back, the ribs, or anywhere kind of thing, if he's not on the ground, that's your job going past. Well, Penrith, you get Penrith have a philosophy, don't run past tackles. Exactly. Oh, no, everyone no does. Side would. You get no chipped as a forward if yeah. they're standing up. You finish the tackle. And off. I didn't, if you watch that in full speed, Ryan James didn't even go in hard. No, that's He's just hit him in the wrong spot. Well, and, it's the, and look, I, if the NRL came out at the end of this year and they said... You know, you can't hit a bloke in the back. I wouldn't have done it. But I'm big enough, like I said. At the moment, that's that's the way the rules are. I don't think it was a dog shot at all. But I'm big enough, like I said. I'm not black and white-eyed. Maybe like some Panther fans or anyone out there to say that Bromwich is worse than the way. I've had discussions with a few people who are Panthers fans. If if that was the other way around, they they wouldn't... But I'm sitting here, like I said, you want to call bias out. I'm a Titans fan, and I don't like Ryan James. I think Ryan James has got a lot of grub in him. But you'd agree with me, right? I think that he should have got suspended for the James Tedesco hit. This one. This one, I, I, I don't see how no. he should be suspended for that. But I say the same thing I said to you. You saw the Bromwich one the other week. It was worse than what he did on the weekend. Yeah. But at the same time, 
you're a forward, I was a forward. If you go past the ruck, especially at a rep level when you do video during the week, you get chipped for that because that's just a poor effort. Yeah, I wouldn't hit someone in the back. No, but they would chip you for not going in and finish your tackle off, yeah. whether you jump in and that way And I don't think you or... hit him in the back, you hit him in the rib. Yeah. So I, I just, you see a million of those a game, but again, when an injury happens, things escalate. Mm. But at the same time, just what you said, the other week when he busted Tedesco's jury, didn't get suspended. He should have. Other ones have been suspended for that same reason when Cade Snowden says smash Ray Thompson's jaw. Mm. So where was the consistency on that when someone causes injury and you go to the judiciary? Yeah, well, there is not. Uh, again, one of these things that should be black and white, but it's clearly not. Um, any qu- other questions? No. You got one for me? Mine is Raiders without Austin um, on the weekend. Obviously, they had some issues on that left edge. I think that'll get solved this week. I think Leilua didn't really have the trust in Semi that he should have, and he left him on his own a few times to get picked on. But can they win the comp if Austin is not there? No. No? All right. And the other one, Storm, basically, of what we've seen the last couple of weeks and a few players, even though they've come back, I thought things would have got a bit better. Uh, Do you think there's a chance that they may slip away in the finals? No, because they're at home. I think... If, think, they're, if they finish third... Week one's very important. If they finish third, they've been in a lot of trouble. Week one's very important. Because they then obviously have to win away to get a home semi, like they did last year. They beat the Roosters I still fourth, think we, got a home semi, and then lost to the Cowboys. But We need the week off, I think. Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys obviously went on to win the comp. So yeah, but I think we need the week off. I, I just don't see how Melbourne... McLean. Don't play in the grand final. If they, if they if they finish... Well, they're going to finish top two. Yeah. They're, they're going to win both their semis at home. I and think, if they don't then they don't deserve to be in the grand final. No, but I think week one, they need the week off. I think that's kind of what they I'm saying. They need to win that game. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying so. They lose that, they're gone. Bromwich looks flat. There's a few guys that have played all year, like Fanuke and um, McLean come back the other night. It wasn't too bad in his first run. A Solomona with the, the contract situation, they kind of froze him out, so he needs some minutes. There's just a few little things there. I think week one's very important for Melbourne. They need to get a win, get a week off, go back to Melbourne, like you said, and then it's all on them, just like last year. It was all on them to get the job done. I didn't think they were going to beat the Cowboys. I think we're a more talented side this year. I think they can but on the with you, if we win week one and we get to week three, they should almost... Well, it's to me it's at an the moment, absolute disappointment if we don't get to the grand final. To me final. at the moment, it's who plays Melbourne in the grand final. Mm. Well, I'd hope so after week one. But if we win week one, I Look, think... Look, that's... That, there's no lock on that. No. I just look at it at the moment and go, well... I've got expectations. If I, there's one place I don't want to go. Oh, well, there's two places I don't want to go in the finals. In Melbourne and North, North Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you there. Uh, no other questions from me. Like we said, recording this Monday night, there'll be no review of Eels, Dragons, has no repercussions due to work circumstances, no gossip either, but there is none. So next week... All your questions, we'll do a live stream, we'll get through that. But reviews of the games from this week, Dog Cowboys, starting things off, 24-16. It was a scrappy game, no, there's no doubt about it. it. The crap. first half in particular, extremely scrappy. Cowboys definitely had control, but six repeat sets, couldn't get points. Quite frustrating, but um, at the same time, I'll give them a little bit of credit because they didn't panic and they kept their foot on the throat. Second half didn't get much prettier. I still think they were on top. Uh, for the most part, Thurston and Lowe doing most of the damage. Tamalolo, absolutely outstanding. But the big thing, I suppose, why the Cowboys weren't that great is look at the Bulldogs again and where are the points coming from. And even themselves just look flat and they're just so boring to watch. Them and the Dragons are set. just the two most painful teams to watch. They attack side to side. They, the Bulldogs, I'd just play four hit-ups and then just get Josh Reynolds running on the back of a quick play. The ball. How many I times, think that's about the only hope they've got. How many times have we said their halves look good off the back of a quick play the ball because neither of them are organisational or kind of shape-type players. They play the best when they play ad-lib off quick play the ball. They generally do the best running the football. Yeah. And Will Hopawade is not lightning or breaking any, uh, you know, the line from the back or giving too much with the ball playing because they're not getting any quick play the balls either. Yeah. So I think their best bet is exactly what we've said a million times. Get in numbers, push to the middle... Big boppers, big boppers, big boppers. Just roll off the back of that. That's their best bet. Yeah. Um, but they still persist with playing cookie-cutter shape as well, even though they landed the Giants. Yeah. Uh, it makes no sense. So I've got no idea either. Quite frustrating to watch. Cowboys, yes, it was clunky. There is little bits and pieces there. Um, I still think they're going to pull something together. There's just something about that side. They're too good. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm, oh, not, I'm not disagreeing. No, but just, I just think that that performance I'm, was unconvincing. I'm with you. There's, it has been unconvincing, but much like the Broncos, it really no, wouldn't surprise I, me if they exploded this week or I, um, week one. I think the Broncos are going better than them. I do too, but I'm just get the feeling like the Broncos. I was waiting for that pop game, and I got it this week. Yeah, you might get it this week. I hopefully, feel, hopefully I get it. This I week. feel this week, unfortunately for you blokes, or week one, I'm they may just obliterate somebody, and I just won't see it coming. Yeah. I really hope I'm I'm right there because I really enjoy watching the Cowboys, and I'd hate to see them slip away. Um, yeah, if, look, if, and, and as I said before, I don't care no. about the Titans because. No. 
in the end, they're not winning the comp. No, if exactly. they get to the finals, it'll be great. Exactly. I'll, I'll be wrapped. But in the end, I want to see the best sides playing the best footy. And so if that means they yeah. obliterate the Titans, and so be it. And that's what I'm getting on as well. I'm looking at this Cowboys side, and I just can't picture a final series where they go back out, bang, bang, out the back door. They break the heart. Yeah. I want to see this side pipe up, and this be a really good final series. They need to be a part of it. Hmm. So uh, fingers crossed there. They play your mob. Like you said, the Titans... Titans have their destiny in their own hands. Get the win and the job is done. If not, they have to watch Canberra Tigers on Sunday to see if their fate is sealed. And the Dogs, they play South. To be honest, at the moment, the way South are playing, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dogs lost that game. Mm. Uh, Friday, Storm we spoke of against the Broncos. 26-16, the Broncos are back. Um, the ball movement, the up-tempo play, same deal even from McCulloch, taking the 10 metres. And the beautiful thing that I love more than anything was moving the ruck around. There was no way for Melbourne... To get numbers in, love they love those back-to-back efforts where they get the same plays and they control the right, they communicate so well. They just kept changing the point of attack, the Broncos, and they took so much petrol out of Melbourne. Um, it was great, and probably the biggest thing that shows you how much petrol they took out of how enthusiastic they are. And chance in your arm, three tries on last tackle. Mm. Um, they were willing to risk it to get the biscuit inside Melbourne's twenty, and they got just rewards. Yeah, they did. Melbourne. Uh, I just think out enthused, out gun, adversity when behind, points are an issue. Again, when you play that structured style of football, I don't think Melbourne can chase points that well. I think they're obviously no, I think Brisbane's, great front runners. The difference was Brisbane's forward pack. Yeah, well, they definitely so out gun Melbourne. A couple of weeks ago, they, and I consider Melbourne probably the best forward pack in the comp. You could obviously put them up against a few, but you know they're certainly a top tier forward pack, and Brisbane's hasn't been for the last two months. It's been very months. flat, it's been poor. Um, but they took the challenge on, and as you said, that, that allowed them to play that style. You can't play that style unless you're forward. No, you need to be rolling. And Melbourne just didn't handle it. Melbourne got frustrated. Melbourne didn't have a you know the even share of possession. Probably the 50-50 calls and bounces went Brisbane's way, and you're just going to get those nights. I think Melbourne just put a pen through that one, move on, and take a little bit out of it in that they need to be better in defending sides in particular. Yeah, sides that play a little bit of ad-lib. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't take too much out of from yeah, Melbourne. And I don't panic about it. Efforts on the ball, making sure they wrap the ball up. There was a couple of times there they had to make two or three efforts in one play just from poor contact or because of broken defence. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him scramble like that ever. But bravo to Brisbane. I thought Fido in his 250th was outstanding. Darius Boyd and the spine in general were all very, very good. Um, but, yeah, could, couldn't wrap any of them anymore. They were all pretty outstanding. Tom Opachak obviously enjoying... His opportunity finally, after a couple of years waiting to get into first grade, he's yeah. uh, making a fist of it. So good on him. And the Broncos, they play the Roosters this week at home. Good chance for them to potentially get a top four spot. Obviously, we have to wait to see what happens with the Cowboys and uh, the Doggies, etc. See how that plays out. And Melbourne, they play Cronulla. Couldn't have worked out any better. One versus two. Someone's getting the minor premiership. Cronulla potentially can still miss out on a top two spot depending on what happens with this game so mm. uh, they're obviously going to be up for this one for two reasons that they want to play a home final and they want to get the minor premiership I'm sure yeah. um, and moving on to Canberra their team was speaking of that can get a top two position depending on what happens if not I wouldn't be surprised if they rested Caesar but 44 to 30 over Manly um they started okay, but again, you just see some signs that kind of worry them. They can just blank out of games defensively. I know, like I spoke of before, particularly the left-hand side got picked on. Tommy Travojevic had a field day isolating Semi, and Leigh Lewis shut up a few times trying to solve problems that he probably shouldn't have, leaving Sam on his own. Um, but they're going to need to address that pretty quickly because, again, if they go into the finals and play in Melbourne, the Sharks, the Cowboys or someone, they're going to run right on that left edge if those two can't patch it together. Yeah, exactly. um, that was a big problem on the weekend. Defensive structure kind of went out the window. And Leilua definitely tried to solve some problems on his own a few times. Yeah, oh yeah, and to concede thirty points to Manly is a bit of a worrying sign. But um, they they won. I hope they can get another win this weekend. But yeah, uh, yeah, there was a lot of concerns for me. That that wasn't a good performance, but no. they won, um, and that's all you can ask of them. Interesting to see what happens, obviously, this week with the Melbourne Sharks game because that will determine obviously whether they play their stars. But I think based on that performance, I want to give as many blokes a run as what I could just to make sure that they're right to go for the final. So. But I'm 100% with him if they're done and they can't move. Yeah. If Caesar's well, shoulders no, busted, Caesar's not playing. I'm playing, I'm playing playing. everyone yeah. that's fit. But Caesar's not playing. If, not I'm, playing if I've got no got dice and I've already lost Austin, um, he's definitely not playing. Yeah, and even like Paul, if he's had his week off and people like that, yeah, if they're not good to go, I'm waiting to finals. Yeah. And I'm going to try and go really hard week one. Because even if they don't get a home final, week one, getting two bites of the cherry is huge. If they can get a win... And they've already shown they can do it on the road. Um, they'll be stoked. Yeah, they'll exactly. be absolutely stoked. So that's the big thing 
for the Raiders. Manly, don't want to cover a whole lot there. Like you said, hard season. The big thing for me is probably just the Trebojevic brothers, in particular Tommy. He's been waiting to have surgery for ages, scored a hat-trick, showed all the potential in the world. We all, we all know how good he is, but it's just scary to think how much better he's going to be in two or three years with a couple of pre-seasons and actually being a fully grown adult. Yeah. Um, very yeah, scary times. And superstar of the future. Probably another blow to Manly, to be honest. I've said it a few times this year. Vava, he's played out of his skin, probably been one of their best. He's signed the yeah. So Brad Arthur, pretty smart boy. You don't think you'd have to pay a lot to get him over he's there. On, but. He's getting Nathan Brown too, I saw. Well, like I said, just good good moves, I suppose, under the salary cap and the circumstances, trying to find value Nathan for the market. Nathan Brown, I thought, for the first half of the year, was probably South's best forward. Well, he's just finding good value, considering the circumstances. Um, he kept Isaac DeGoyce. That one kind of surprised me, but at the same time, like we said, he's a great effort player. Mm. So for the patch-up job for the time being, I think Brad Arthur so far has made a pretty good start yeah, as far helps. as patching that roster up. Uh, the halfbacks, obviously, the big move. We'll wait to see what happens there. But everything else so far, there's about six signings they've made. Well, I heard a um, bloke today told me... Um, Luke Walsh. Yeah, well, I've heard Walsh. Um, there was talk that they were after Reynolds. You said when they were gone, I heard that's gone cold. Yeah, well, I think more because South aren't going to let him go. There was a few um, other inquiries that were, were floating around. Um, well, I'm hearing Luke Walsh. That's what I heard today. Off mm. a pretty reliable source. So someone at Paris, so. Interesting times. I don't know. Well, it could be fluff. I don't know. But yeah, and it's, Manly, it's interesting because we know that Luke Walsh is looking for a club. People were talking about Manly having Blake Green or locked up, but that's come out today. He hasn't signed nothing. Um, he's waiting to the final series over and he still may stay at Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, for less money, so... I'd love to see him go to power. Well, right now they're saying he wants to if hold off. If he has off. to leave. Like, I, I was big on him going to Melbourne. I thought it was a great buy by Melbourne. But yeah, well, I'd like to see him stay there. Because yeah. I think, again, Melbourne, it's Melbourne's transformed him in the player he is. Well, it's more the money side of things. But the way he things look, he must have maybe reconsidered to see what happens during the finals and then make a decision. So yeah, uh, could up his price, I guess, as well on the flip side of things. But there was talk, man, he was done and dusted. Beaver Menzies, people on Triple M saying it was done. Uh, well, they got him, but he's come out and said, I'm going to wait till the finals are done. So... Good. Manly rubbing their hands a little bit at the moment, I think, because they thought they had a partner for DCE, but uh, Greeny still available on the market. But Manly, they played Penrith to finish their season next week. Raiders play Tigers, like we said. Could be a top two spot on the line, may not be. Uh, Tigers obviously playing for their finals life. Penrith, we just spoke of. They beat the Titans 15-14 to 14, up there, 14-0 down the middle. The your mob was just terrible in the first yeah, half. That. They got absolutely carved to pieces. Yep. Horrendous. We are uh, spacings were too wide. I don't know why he started Ignatius Parsi. Their tackles were ineffective. They were slow. Spacings were too wide. And I thought, if anything, Penrith didn't go up there enough. No, I'm with you. It was too much shifting. To, to end up a one point game is a blight on Penrith. I think. I thought the Titans were pretty poor. Yeah, and that's another reason again why I can't put Penrith in even as a dark horse. There's just way too much inconsistency. Even if they got that lead uh, against one of those other sides and blew it that way, that wouldn't have ended up a golden point game. A Melbourne or a Cowboys or a Broncos would oh, just stomp would. on them. Yeah, um, that absolutely tear them to shreds. And again, not taking those opportunities early on. None of those teams would have conceded the two tries that the Titans did. No, um, no way in the world. And the big thing, again, still stands out for me, Bryce Cartwright is Filetti Mateo number two at the moment. Just preconceived pass all the time, mate. Just he may stick your head into the line and knock somebody over like you do when you run the ball effectively. Then look for an offload if you've got the opportunity. But the pass is already locked in. As soon as he gets the ball, he made that is coming at out. least six errors in this game. Well, I think they said yesterday it was five. Okay. Um, and just, yeah, the preconceived pass can't happen. No. He said last week, I've got to get under control. Well, you're damn right you do. You can't load it up. He's basically got floody mode right now. Yeah. It's coming out regardless of how the tackle's going and how many numbers are in. He's yeah. not thinking about hitting the line, bursting through and earning the right offload if it's a quality ball there. That ball's just coming out. Yeah, um, It's ridiculous, to be honest. Nathan Cleary, though, we say it every week. This, I can't believe an 18-year-old is the calmest head in that side. Him and Peter Wallace are the guiding light for that, that team. And without those two there, I think it'd be absolute chaos. Yeah, they'd be in big trouble. It'd be in massive no trouble. In the world. No yeah. doubt in the world. 
that um, the, the, the Regan Campbell Gillard thing we spoke of. I don't think it's a big issue. I think we see him in many, many games. And the other bloke to highlight, Tyron Peachy. I don't know what they're doing with his contract situation, but if they're not keeping him, hook Griffin, give yourself a triple. Yeah, absolutely. that bloke's an absolute stud. And I tell you what, there'd be some clubs floating around that could use him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, like, there was talk that he didn't. He didn't want him. We've got like a Benny Hampton playing a utility role at the moment, or something like that. I tell you what, I'd love to swap for somebody like Tyron Peachy. And I'm sure there's plenty of clubs that could use him in a multitude of ways, but. Uh, I'm sure the Sharks would like to have him back. I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would throw their hands up in the air to get their hands on Tyron Pucci. He's just a footballer. It does not matter what position he plays. When he gets himself involved in the game, out and out, I, I thought he was Penrith's best. People were rapping Matty Moylan. I thought Pucci was the standout for me. So, oh. um, Outstanding, but good way to close things out with a field goal by Moylan. Titans, they needed to win that one, but as we said, it comes down to this week now. Um, they've got their fate in their own hands. If they beat the Cowboys, they're in. If not, they have to wait to see what happens with the Tigers. The Penny Panthers locked in could potentially get a home final week one, but if not, uh, not a whole lot changes for them. They're going to be playing Sunday football, and it's going to be in Sydney most likely. Yeah. So that basically well, will be yeah. B and A and Z. Yeah, and uh, the Panthers they play Manly at home this week to close out the season. Titans, Cowboys up there, tough ask. Sharkies after being a bit of a slump, bounce back in a big way, thirty-seven to twelve over the Roosters, and probably even more impressive that they were under the gun again. Adversely oh, faced them. Um, down 12-0, Chooks were gunning for him, coming very, very hard. Uh, absolutely bitterly disappointed to see Tokiaho go down with that knee injury. Yeah, Just well, I thought it was Warrior Hargreaves when I first turned it on. I thought, oh, not again. He's been so good this year and so good since he's got there, and it's worse when your season's not only over for them, but, you know, you've got one game to go after that. Yep. Now he's going in for a surgery that's probably going to put off his whole preseason, and he would have been a shoe in the play for New Zealand. Four nations, yeah. So I'm, I'm Devo for the kid because he's an absolute gun. Yeah, um, he's had a good year. He's been one of the f- uh, few shining lights for the Roosters. Hundred percent. He's there every single week. But uh, twelve nil down, the Sharks. What we said last week needed to get back to what they do best. And as much as I dislike him at times because he's a ball hog, old Paulie Gallon led the way in what they need to do, which is get back playing that dirty football yeah, through the middle and getting in the grind. And, um, he led the way. They all fired up. Matty Pryor, these guys, they got on the back of it. And, uh, yeah, he even grabbed himself a sneaky meat pie and threw out a nice offload for one that they ended up scoring. Of course he did. So he didn't play too bad. Benny Barber, again, been pretty good That's this been year. Their, that was their best performance probably since you left. Yeah, well, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. They lost four games while I was gone. So yeah. uh, obviously not a whole lot going on, but I was impressed. But more importantly, from the two games I saw since I got back, they were shifting the ball early, trying to play this razzle-dazzle. I know they've got some toys out the back now, but their game's still through the guts. Yeah, it it all starts in the middle. That came back the other night. There was that dirt, that grind, that fire. Uh, I was quite impressed. I still think Takatizi coming back could help out a little bit, but Bakuya, these kind of guys, they all chipped in played very, very well. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, All-around good performance, second half. But Roosters, what a, a story of their year. Probably sums up again, 13 penalties, 12 errors, and they make more errors than anyone in the comp. But I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself what I was going to say to you the other year. Did it feel like the passes stuck, obviously, a couple of years ago? They still played pretty loose football. Yeah, they stuck early but in this game. The too. last two years, it's kind of felt like they've pushed the envelope just a little bit too much. Yeah, it's like, fair, probably fair comment. They've still been quite solid defensively, not so much this year. I know they've had, uh, obviously, a lot of injuries and used more players. It also depends but on the cattle you've got as well. I just feel that there was opportunities in the second half there where passes maybe would have stuck in the past, but they just didn't. They yeah. really pushed the envelope, and at one point there, I think they incomplete seven sets in a row. Well, and that's the thing. Like if you if you're going to play that style, you yeah. can't. Well, you can't. You can't do it. Not not you can't have one without the other. So if you're going to make errors, then you're going to if you're going to bomb punish. seven sets in a row in under three tackles, you're just under the gun. Basically, and yeah. then they lost Tokiaho, so you got one out of your rotation as well. It all just adds up. So yeah, uh, but you could tell their season was over, especially the way second half went. They basically shut down. Sharkies really put a beating on them, but good performance by them. Minor premiership game this week against Melbourne in Melbourne. Roosters finished their season against the Broncos. A tough ask uh, up at Suncorp Stadium. Warriors, they blew it. They're not in the finals. Tigers, good effort by them. 36-24 over there. Just another case of what if, I guess. There was two tries disallowed that we spoke about. Questionable, maybe, but nevertheless, the typical outcome. At home, eyes at loop back. Everything was there to play for. They didn't get the job done. No, they were rubbish. So bad. Um, they started well. They played well in patches. It's not good enough. You can't be a 60-minute team in the NRL because a 60-minute team, and they're probably one of the best sides in the comp for 60 minutes, but... It's the 20 minutes that puts them down in that middle rung of sides. Oh, 100% agree with you. So, I, 
you know, the Tigers are probably a 70-minute side at the moment. They're massively underrated, I think, the Tigers. They're playing really good footy. They've got some big forwards and, uh, they're you know, Mitchell Moses is doing a pretty good job. Luke Brooks is, you know, he's solid. He's not flashy, but, you know, Moses' form's improved and removing Robbie Farah has obviously been the right thing. That's been justified. So yeah, Not for Luma. Uh, no, a different role they're there. They're doing it without Tedesco, who's their best player. Simona, him, Addo Carr. I was a bit, uh, you know, not really happy with the comments Addo Carr made today, saying, oh, I'm leave with a heavy heart. I'll come back here at some stage. Like, I've got a commitment to Melbourne, Ray Rama. I don't want to hear that if you come down to our club. If you're talking about you want to stay Craig, here... Or Craig Bellamy will run that out of I was going to say, he'll either run it out or he'll be back there within 12 months. Yeah. I don't want to be hearing that when you've signed a three-year deal for be back, better yeah, money. He'll be back there bloody in three months if he's not careful. Yeah, well, I just don't want to read that kind of stuff, but he was quite good on the weekend as well. Um, but, yeah, I think the big two, Moses, like you said, and Woods, but Suasso, Sue, uh, underrated, big fan in the last couple of years, but I think he's had a really good year this year. I've, got, f- a, I've got a man crush on Alloy He's a pretty solid player. I love him. Good pickup. He's aggressive. He's young. It was a good late decision because he had a bad hip injury playing cup last year at the end of the season and basically missed the whole preseason. And now they said that if he plays next week, he's the first rookie, I think, in God knows how long, to debut and play every single game in the year. Go. So next week, as long as he plays, which he will be. Um, yeah, full year, rookie year. There you go. Very good effort by him. On the Warriors side of things, no surprise. The same bloke plays every weekend. Simon Mannering. Bust his ring. I think Bodan Thompson's had a pretty good year as well. Bodan Thompson was very good yesterday. Carter, uh, pretty good, but had a couple of errors. Blew that try and where he could have put it down. Instead, wanted to point to the crowd. I think Fussy too was one that should have been in there a lot earlier, which made me angry, who's been really good since he got back in. Mm. Um, disappointing way to finish the year, obviously, but I don't know how Mick Fadden still coaching him. I don't know how some players haven't been in the side. Love to hear him. Uh, I think it's time for a change. But as soon as two of us, Sheck went down, Lola, here's your one. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, and even now with Fussy Tour, but they both have to be in your side. Uh, yeah, just, throw Fussy Tour uh, I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, he's not the guy to coach him, in my opinion, but that's another story. Their season's over. They play the Eels at home next week to finish things off. The Tigers play Canberra at home, Leichhardt. They definitely would want to bounce back after getting towed up embarrassingly by 60 points mm. earlier in the year. So. Well, they'll either be all to play for or nothing to play for. Basically, so. they'll either have that attitude they had against Penrith or they'll have a bit of fight in them. Yeah. We're going to see one or the other. They don't turn up any other way. The Tigers are a bit bipolar in that sense. But Newcastle got towed up by South 34-12. Old boys' day. Same old. I don't really want to talk about this. South rolled again. Burgess is very good. Cody Walker is proven to be a good pickup. Yeah, I'm playing some good football. GI, pretty good. Cook Barry's dropped pretty good as well. And on the flip side, a couple of young kids had a dig. Another debutante, Dylan Pithian. But I think the the highlight and the only thing I really want to pick again is that Matiadi. I think's had a really good year. And even now, moving to the back row, I think he's played some good football since he's been there. So um, it's nice to see a bit of potential from the guy that I didn't think. Should have been picked as the youngest kangaroo ever, but I want to see him obviously get to some kind of heights, and I think there's some pretty good signs um, in the back row, whether it be in the centres. He's had a pretty good season. Yeah, I think all the a lot of the players in Newcastle have improved. I don't think there's many yeah. that have gone back. Safidis, uh, I think Barnett's better for having a run there. There's a lot of guys that have kind of gone there. Um, Gagai's played really hard every week, I think, considering the hard circumstances. Nathan Ross didn't play on the weekend, but he's been outstanding, so... Mm. I think if you're Nathan Brown and the attitude you've got, uh, maybe not over the whole 80 minutes, but his kids haven't quit on him. And that's the most important thing. I don't think anyone's quit on him at any point in time and they've tried the absolute rings off. So um, hard times for them. South, where was this early in the year? Much like the Roosters' little streak, I think we can talk about. There's a lot of stuff going in that club. There will be some players leaving. There will be some change. But if this was the form right now and I'm looking at the side and who they're going to have next year, I think they'd be pretty close to being back in the eight. Oh, if they play up that all year, they're in the eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not the top four, but I think they're definitely in the eight. Well, they'd be there ahead of the Titans so, or the Tigers. Yeah, or exactly. Sort of I, I'd look at it right now and the doggies, and I'm seeing them in that probably you know five or six sort of spot if this is the kind of football they would have been dishing up earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but they finished the season with the dogs. They could really hurt them, maybe push them out of a home final spot and just inflict some mental damage. Uh, and Newcastle against the Dragons. Fingers crossed they get a win for Cousin Gary and mm. for Nathan Brown. More importantly, Nathan Brown, but I suppose for Cousin Gary. No, neither of them. Might do him a favour. Just from well. my predictions. Sandy. Sandy was into Just me about it. predictions. Sandy was going to empty a wallet the other week. Oh, well. She was going to empty I can't remember Sandy. what game, game it was. No, no, no. It was on my advice. I said, whoa, 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 hold on. No. Hold on. Don't be handing out anyone that death sentence. No, I don't know who no, it was. No one's on Newcastle. $7 Newcastle were. Well, next week I think they'd be a bit shorter than that. So maybe a 1-12 to 12 over the Dragons or something. Have 10 or 20 on it. I have to speak to our connections at William Hill. I want, a, I want five bucks. Well, we're going to be doing weekend. the tips, and I can look at what it is before the round starts. Obviously, there'll be an effect on it, off the Dragons thing. 
Last game of this round, it was Dragons. We're not going to review it because, like I said, we're recording this on a Monday due to work circumstances. Uh, but even though we're not reviewing it, we all tip the eels, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we're expecting... And I wouldn't be surprised if the Dragons win. Last game at Parramatta Stadium, I'm hoping they fire up and the Dragons have been playing poor. But on the flip, I'm kind of with you. But Benji got dropped for this one, didn't he? And Hutchinson's in. So mm. don't know what to expect there. We're not reviewing it, but I'm going to say the eels well, that's win our review. by 10 points. That's my guess. But moving on, there's your reviews. Our fast five tips and gossip. There's not much gossip. He's not here this week. The only real bits and pieces that have popped up was today. Vave, obviously, uh, official. That was probably yesterday. Moving to Parramatta to your deal. You've heard what Man Brocker spoke about. Murmurs we've heard about potential halfback going to Parramatta. Luke Walsh is one that's very much a subject. He's definitely coming back to Australia. Wants to be in Sydney. And the only other bit I've got is obviously the Black Green circumstance. The word was he signed with Manly. That is not the case. He's holding off talks until the end of the year. And Sam Williams is the other one I've got. He's also holding off talks. Raiders offered him a one-year deal. He's not going to take it, whether he's going to leave or not. Oh, it's a different get him, uh, get him at power. circumstance, but that's kind of what I was thinking. He'd that's be real someone good. that Norman. he would work with very, very well. So, yeah. obviously, he's going to let his football do the talk during the finals. He may take the one-year deal if things don't go well. If not, I'm sure some Sydney clubs will probably be interested in Sam Williams. But our odds for the tips for round 26, very, very early, no lineup. So, we're just having a stab in the dark here. I brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. Uh, the first game we've got here, Thursday night, it's the Broncos versus the Roosters up there at Suncorp Stadium. I think this is going to be pretty unanimous. I'm going the Broncos. Gossip's gone the Broncos. Boxhead. Yeah, you know it. Sure you're there. Big chance or potential of top four, depending on results. If not, just a confidence booster at home there. Well, I need a Bronco. What do I need? A Broncos win and a Cowboys loss, and I'll get my bet up. And we're the opposite. You know, I need the Cowboys need win. Just Cowboys win. That's as simple yeah. as that. They get the fourth spot, and I get paid. But with William Hill, the Broncos, $1.28 favourites, uh, three sixty for the Roosters, minus 10 the line, one to 12 Broncos, $3.475. The Chooks, 13 plus for the Broncos, $2.10, $10 the Chooks. Friday night, Doggies versus Souths. Not impressed at all with the Dogs, impressed by Souths. Fast finish. Uh, I'm going to stick with Souths. Gossip is going to go the Dogs to get a win uh, before the final series. How about yourself? Hard, hard. No lineups here for us, so this is obviously hard on a Monday tip, night. I'll tip the Bulldogs. They've got more to play for, I think. Well, I think the Souths have got that spoiling attitude, so I will back them in. Uh, but with William Hill, the Dogs are the favourites. $1.57, 235 for Souths, minus four. The line, $1.12 for the Dogs, $3.375 3 for Souths. 13 plus $3 for the Dogs is five fifty. For South Sydney. Tell you what, the draw's been looking after the Bulldogs. They've had a lot of long turnarounds. Yeah, they've had some very good turnarounds, and this is a good circumstance as well for the Broncos having a Thursday game heading to the finals, so they get a nice long turnaround as well. Uh, but the Dragons versus Newcastle. Spoon Bowl kicking off Saturday, basically. We already know where the spoon's going, but uh, this is a spoon-of-quality game. <sighs> I've tipped the Dragons with a heavy heart. I wanted to tip Newcastle. I'm tipping Newcastle. Um, but Gossip's gone there as well. I'm glad you have. some of us. Someone needed to. I really do hope the Knights get the win over the Dragons. But the odds early on, you asked about them. With William Hill, the Dragons, $1.28, 360 for Newcastle. So they're giving a much better start or chance in this one, and rightfully so. Minus 10 is the line. 1-12 for the Dragons, $3.475 for Newcastle. 13 plus, 210 for the Dragons, and uh, $10 there. Let's, have a, let's the have a chat to our connection at William Hill. Let's have the whole charity account on Newcastle with a 10-point start. <laughs> They're shoo-ins. Oh, that's ridiculous. I think we can find a better game than that one. 1,000 on, 870 back for the... Newcastle aren't getting that much faith for me, my for friend. For the fans. I'm sorry, but I can't do that with Newcastle. Uh, your mob, the Titans against the Cowboys. Very important game. Otherwise, their fate will be left in the Tigers' hands. Up in North Queensland, doesn't get any harder. I've tipped the Cowboys. Gossip's gone the Cowboys. What about yourself? Yeah, the Cowboys. Have you to get... tip the Cowboys. Yeah, well, you'd think they'd want to get that top four spot. Get two bites of the cherry and at home... $1.33 favourites with William Hill, the Cowboys. Three twenty-five. the Titans, minus nine and a half is the line. One to 12, Cows, three bucks. The Titans, four fifty. Thirteen plus, two twenty for the Cows, eight fifty for the Titans. In the minor premiership battle, uh, the locked-in top two spot for the Sharkies if they get this one, if not potentially pushed out of a home final and Canberra sliding in to the top two. I'm going to go the Storm at home. I need to see something. Storm. And Gossip has also... Gone the storm. They are the favourites with William Hill at dollar forty-five, two seventy for the Sharks. Minus six and a half is the line. One to twelve storm, two ninety-four dollars the Sharks. Thirteen plus two seventy for the Storm. Six fifty for the Sharkies. 
Tigers, Sunday, like we said, it may be out of their control. It may not be. It may be a win um, if Canberra rest plays. It may not be on the flip side if they've got something to play for. I'm going to back the Raiders regardless yeah, of the, the circumstances. Raiders, I think Melbourne will win. Yeah, I'm with you, and I just think the Raiders would want to carry some form in. Gossip, he's rolled the dice. He's going to back well, he needs to. He's the going, Tigers. going like a busted in the tips. Well, and this round's not finished yet, but he's going to drop another point by the looks of it to you, and I think I was one off the pace as well. So the gap is going to be back to two by the looks of things. But the Tigers, they are the outsiders at Leichhardt. $2.35, $1.57 about the Raiders. Minus four is the line. One to 12, Tigers, $3.75, $3 Canberra. 13 plus the Tigers, $5.50, $3 for Canberra. Warriors versus Parramatta, nothing to play for in this one except uh, a little bit of pride and finishing off the season. I'm going to go the Warriors just because they're at home. Um, really? God knows what you're going to get. Gossip's gone the Warriors as well. Mm, I'll go Warriors. You're going to go the Warriors, I think. Yeah. But I'll probably, if I'm going to have a bet, I'll bet the Eagles. Well, you're going to get some good odds, especially with dollar thirty-three for the Warriors. Very short. Parramatta three twenty-five minus nine and a half is a line. One to twelve for the Warriors. Three dollars four fifty. Para thirteen plus the Warriors two twenty-eight fifty. Parramatta in the last game of the regular season to close the rounds out. The Penny Panthers at home to finish things off against Manly. They had that great win uh, just before I left. I think the week before I left for that that comeback at Brookvale. Um, Manly obviously in a lot worse shape right now, so I'm going to tip the Panthers. Scott's on the Panthers, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, Panthers. They'll, they'll want to win heading into the finals big time. Big home crowd, Sunday night. I'll call 13-plus on this one. I think this will be a smash-up. That's just my opinion. Mm. Uh, they're thirty-three favourites, the Panthers, with William Hill. 325 about Manly. Minus 9.5 is the line. 1-12 to Penrith. 310, 450 for Manly. 13-plus, 220 for the Penny Panthers. 850 for Manly. So... That wraps up the tips and any little bit of gossip we've got there. All the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Don't live in the Stone Age with these dinosaurs. You can bet live on your phone with WilliamHill.com. And just looking at the Premiership market, uh, Melbourne, still the favourites, 375, sliding out 25 cents. Cowboys, 450. Sharks, 5. And the Raiders without Austin now to 650. Brisbane, into $7. A bit of value if you like the Doggies or the Panthers, 17 apiece. Gold Coast, 51. I can't see it. And Tigers at the moment, 101. Uh, not happening. To make the grand final, Brock, you reckon Melbourne, it's a matter of? Yeah, I think so. $1.90. The Cowboys, 210 250 for the Sharks, $3 for Canberra. I like the $4 about Brisbane, to be honest. Um, if the football they played on the weekend is going to be yeah, paramount. I'm not too sure. I think you're splitting hairs, really. Cowboys, Cronulla, Canberra, Brisbane. Yeah. I'd give the edge to Cronulla because they've got the home field advantage, but then again, they're playing at Allianz. And I certainly wouldn't want to be playing the Cowboys or the Broncos in a semi. No. A knockout semi, so. Nothing about that that I'd like. Uh, having a charity bet for next week, like I said, odds are definitely going to change because we're doing this before the conclusion of the round. But, Brock, is there someone in this that you like? Maybe we do a two-legger again. Last week we got a bit hefty and got screwed over. I can't believe who'd be back. I like, I like the Knights with a start. You like the Knights with a start? Yeah. I like Penrith 13+. plus. Well, there you go. I'll throw those two so If I punch the 220 in. Well, what's, what's Knights with 12 and a half? $1.67. Yeah, I'll take that. Well, if we take the start and we take Penrith 13 plus, we get $3.67. So after the $100 stake, it's a $267 win potentially there on our charity bet. Thank you to William Hill. Massive thanks to them again for being on board this year. They're absolutely top flight. If you're going to have a bet with the, on the NRL or on any sport, make sure you do it with them. Obviously, we have to thank Kaizen, who Brock ran the academy for this year as well. They are a performance, a sports performance company who are devoted towards bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport. They are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training resources and support that only athletes receive. Uh, their business services include performance academies, functional movement screenings, team building and leadership workshops and pre-season camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. Kaizen is spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N, and it means constant improvement, Boxhead. I've said that a million sure. times, but I do like saying it. And Rugby League Coaching Manual, we have to thank them as well. You got anything in the pipeline for them, or is that done for the season, basically? Uh, no, there'll be one for this coming month. 
Well, there you go. You've September. Got one they there. want me to write one about finals, winning grand finals. Well, there you go. No one likes winning comps more than Boxhead over here. Very, very handy rugby league coaching manual. I used it. Brock put me on it when I started doing some coaching as well. It's great for coaches of all levels. But as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles, though, as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you're there to get the best out of your players, who is there? To get the best out of you as a coach, that's right. It's the Rugby League Coaching Manual. They have been providing educational material to coaches since 1993 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and their drill books. All this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Thank you, Rugby League Coaching Manual. Thank you, Kaizen Sports. And the biggest of all, like we said, williamhill.com. Have we picked a charity yet this year? No, but I had a... Um, we got a suggestion? suggestions. Yeah, the Heart. I think it's the Heart Foundation at Westmead. The Heart um, Foundation. Uh, one of the listeners, I won't mention who the listener is, but yep. um, had a... Lost a baby, so... Um, to a heart condition, so he, he uh, sent me a inbox during the week. Well, so, like we've said during the last couple of years, there hasn't been a whole lot of suggestions. That unfortunately, no. I think the first year we got one with the Shepherd Centre. Um, we obviously flowed the Starlight Foundation ourselves, and then last year we picked the Guide Dog um, Association, one that's probably close to our heart, being fans of the puppies. So um, this year again, if anyone out there, if you do have a suggestion, feel free to float them through. We will pick. A charity, but that sounds like a, a great suggestion to me. But we'll probably try and lock that down next week, I suppose. Yeah, I've, I've got to um, send them uh, obviously an email to see whether they'll obviously take take the donation or how to how to do it or whatever. But yeah, yeah well, mo- most sure. most of the time it's been pretty good. And obviously, let me hang on a second. Let me get this detail so I can get it right. It's called the Heart Center for Children. Yeah. Alrighty then. So that's definitely a suggestion that will be taken under consideration. Thank you to everybody out there. And as we've said, we're doing this on a Monday night. No review of the Power Game. No gossip this week. But next week we are back. A big blockbusting episode of the fifth and last podcast. Brock Lewis, Mr. Gossip, all back on board. All guns blazing. Massive episode. All your questions, we'll get them days leading in. Get an absolute heap of them. And then we'll do a live stream at the end of the episode. We'll set a time for everybody so you can look at our ugly heads and ask us anything you want to ask us whether it be about the finals, your team being in the finals, your team whose season's over, players, anything that's going on. But we are done for this week. Fast five done. Review's done. You've got our tips. You've got the gossip. And you've got all the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com. All that's left for you now is to enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.